Welcome back. We have not done this in a long time. Yes. Right? It's been like months now. Yeah. We've been just having trouble trying to... We have scheduling conflicts. Yeah, scheduling conflicts. But we're back. Hopefully now consistently. Yay. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully we'll be back consistently. (laughs) But we're back. To semi-consistency. Or as consistent as we are. We actually need to get real consistent at at some point. We'll get better. Yeah. We will. We will. We just will or will fail miserably. Yes. So we're doing the 13th R&D for Kabukicho Sherlock. This episode is called First Moonlit Night. I liked this one, but then I also kind of feel iffy about it. I feel iffy, I feel like, about both of these episodes. Like, I liked (laughs) them a lot. They're definitely filler episodes, but maybe it's because I don't know where the main narrative of the rest of the season is going yet. Yeah. So I don't know how these connect to that main narrative. I don't know. Well, we can talk about that at the end. To me, it felt like it was, uh, this episode is like a Sherlock origin story. Yeah, it's definitely the oh. origin story of like Sherlock and Moriarty. Yeah. Which is cute. And I guess now, over halfway through the show, it's like nice to know more about them. Yeah. So let's just jump in. We can talk later about my feelings on if this is filler or not. So this episode starts Sherlock Watson and Miss Hudson visiting James in prison. And Miss Hudson looks really fabulous. She's dressed up in a kimono. Like, I think she calls herself like a Yakuza wife. Oh, yeah. She says in a kimono. Yeah. Forgot what it is. Yeah, she's just in a kimono and, like, has her hair done really nicely. And she refers to herself as, like, a Yakuza wife, seemingly, like, visiting her husband in prison. Yeah. Super cute. It's, like, very obvious to everyone that Moriarty is being beaten up in prison. And then Sherlock gives Watson a book to give to Moriarty. And it's like Cordu's collection of superstitions. And Moriarty's like, this is boring. Who would want to read this? But there's a four-leaf clover in it, like the ones he was always collecting for Alex. Which, like, cute. Adorable. And then it switches to just being on the street and one of the little, like, irregular girls. I think that's what I've decided to start calling. (laughs) All those kids. Oh, the pickpocketing kids. Yeah, the pickpocket kids, because at one point in the last episode, I think it's Kobayashi calls them the irregulars, which makes a lot of sense for Sherlock. Yeah, I forgot that's what they were called. It makes a lot of sense, and I don't know why I didn't make that connection immediately. Well, they're not um, normal kids. <laughs> no, it's because that's what Sherlock calls the people that he works with. Because he doesn't work them regular with them regularly. He works with them irregularly. 
So it's like yeah. people who they're generally considered to be like in the original Sherlock and in like other incarnations are like specialists in their field that he'll like consult if he doesn't know all of the information for their field. But it's this little it's the like girl she tries to steal from Mycroft. And Mycroft stops her and she says that her mom and her dad are sick. And because I really like Mycroft, he tells her, he says, I don't care if your father broke every bone in his body and is at death's door or if your mother has stage four cancer, it's not my problem. <laughs> and she leaves. So cold. I love Mycroft. He's. That dude's something else. <laughs> um, but Mycroft goes to visit Sherlock and Watson and you learn that Morin isn't super popular in the East Side, so Mycroft is there to help gather votes. So that's why he was visiting Miss Hudson. And then Mycroft asks to use the bathroom. And then you see him taking a lot of pictures of like a bathtub. And then he collects a bug from the toilet because he's like going back and Watson's like, oh no, the toilet's in here. And then he collects like a bug from there. Like he bugged their bathroom like super weird but whatever and then you find out that there's a new case because the my naked echo goes off so then everyone's in the case delivery room also still don't know what to call that room so that's what i'm going with wow i don't there's not like a better name for it what room the room where they always do the cases See, where they deliver the cases, where it's, like, red, and there's that fancy-ass picture of Miss Hudson. Oh, and in in, where Miss Hudson's um, club is, she has, like, a room. Yeah, it's, like, in Pipecat, there's, like, that room where it's, like, oh, tell us your case. But they, like, never call it anything. Yeah, it's so just a room. calling it the, like, case <laughs> delivery room. Yeah, I think that's a better name. <laughs> the room with the fancy-ass picture of Miss Hudson doesn't... Yeah. Seem as useful or descriptive. But the client is a guy named uh, Kohada, and you find out that the case is that his brother is missing. And Kohada tells you that his brother went to Fukushima Prefecture to fish with a friend, and that only the friend returned. And the friend said that they went bass fishing in different boats, and Kohada thinks that the friend killed his brother. So Sherlock asks if the brother and the friend went fishing in Asakanuma and if the brother was in an illicit relationship with the friend's wife. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, well, yeah, how'd you know all that? And Sherlock gets really excited. Like, super, super pumped. Says, this is exactly like Koheji the Living and that he'll take the job. Mm-hmm. Just like zero questions asked, he's going to take this job. And then he is being super weird in the background. And Watson is standing next to Mycroft. And you start to learn a lot about Sherlock and Mycroft. From Mycroft, he starts telling Watson a lot of things. And it all starts with Watson just kind of casually asking him how long he's been working for Morin. And you find out that Mycroft has been working for Morin for five years. 
He's been Morin's personal secretary, and that the Holmes family is one of the West Side's oldest and most established families. And then they show you yeah. baby Sherlock in high school. He looks basically exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks exactly like Sherlock in like a high school uniform or middle school uniform, but I don't super know what school it's supposed to be. It kind of looks like the uniforms from like Orin High School Host Club when they show them in yeah. middle school. So like. So I'll put that in context. And that you learn that Sherlock left the West Side because he was super bored. Yeah, he wants some freedom. Which, like, <laughs> fair. And that Sherlock ended up in Kabukicho and he sees the disorder as freedom. Also super fair. Yeah. You find out that Miss Hudson found Sherlock lying in the garbage in his underwear yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> Super normal. For Sherlock. <laughs> Super normal. You just I feel like I've been also reading a lot of manga where you just like people are found in the trash and I'm like, why is this such a trend? It's like people get thrown out of a building, immediately land in a trash like a pile <laughs> of trash, and then they just stay there in that pile of trash. So you see Sherlock's Rakugo master, who's been, like, mentioned in the past. But you actually get to see him, and he says that Sherlock is not good at Rakugo because all he does is copy others, and that means something is missing. And then Sherlock's like, something doesn't tell me anything. Which, like, fair. Doesn't tell anyone anything. Sherlock is told not to come back. To learn to Rakugo. And then they show you him doing Rakugo in the park and baby Moriarty meets him. Baby Moriarty. So cute. Oh yeah. Had his little He's outfit too. Kid. <laughs> yeah, his little outfit too. Had adorable little outfit. I like him. But in their conversation, Moriarty tells Sherlock that he can't make money in Rakugo because his characters don't seem alive. And then it shows you, like, Sherlock and Moriarty, they're a pipe cat, and this guy is talking to Miss Hudson about a job. And Moriarty tells Sherlock, hey, you should be a detective, wouldn't it be cool to, like, deduce stuff? And things like that. And Sherlock says, oh, there's no deduction necessary, obviously the son did the crime. Like, cool. Super fast. But Moriarty says that Sherlock should become a detective to expose the different kinds of human hearts. And Moriarty is the one that suggests to Sherlock to do a mystery-solving Rakugo. So that's the reason we got that. And then it's, like, just more of Sherlock being weird in, like, the present. Right? Did you like Sherlock's background? I liked his background. Yeah, I do like his... I like the backstory of Sherlock. Yeah. (laughs) It's just weird that he just, like... They'll talk about the case in the bar, and all of a sudden he's able to solve it. Like that. (laughs) There's never... They never show you how he gets there, either. He's just like, oh, yeah, obviously the son did it. (laughs) And it's just like... Okay, cool. But it also does show you that Sherlock used to be a bartender. 
Yeah, um, Miss Hudson hired him as a bartender. Yeah, so Sherlock used to be a weird dude who was just there. Yeah. Like, there's that bartender now who I want to know his story, because he's just there. Maybe he, he was found in the trash by Miss yeah. Hudson. <laughs> Maybe he was found in the trash by Miss Hudson. But if he was found in the trash by Miss Hudson, what was his dream? What was he doing? What's he trying to achieve? Why was he found in the trash? Maybe she just so likes to pick up homeless people for the trash. There's so many questions. <laughs> yeah, flashback was cute. So after the Sherlock flashback, you get as much shorter, but you get a Moriarty flashback, uh, which starts yeah. with Moriarty being beaten up in prison. <laughs> oh yeah, he getting beaten. Poor up. Moriarty. Yeah, he's getting beaten up for seemingly no discernible reason, other than just kind of existing. Yeah, like um, it happens in jail. Yeah, and in real life. Um, like in high school and shit. Think about it. In high school, people just got beaten up for like existing. High school's a dark time. But you get more ERT flashback. Because there's that dude, right, who's helping him like... Whatever. That dude Ishiki who like saves him. Well, doesn't save him from being beaten up. But after he gets beaten up, he's like, hey, let's go to like the infirmary. Yeah. Him. But he like helps him, helps patch him up. And you see his flashback through him talking to Ishiki because he's like, oh, where'd you get that book? And he's like, oh, my friends came to visit me, blah, blah, blah. And then he tells him that when he was a kid, he always felt like something was missing and that his mom and Alex filled that void for him when he was young. But then yeah. his mom killed him herself. Which, like, yeah. you see tiny, terrified Moriarty just, like, heartbreaking in that scene. Because, like, a maid discovers the mom. And Moriarty's, like, under a table. So it's mm -hmm. super depressing. And then Alex, you find out, is the one that pushed Moriarty to go to the east side. And explore. So it's like, Alex pushed Moriarty to go to the east side. And then Moriarty ran into Sherlock and pushed Sherlock to be a detective and to do mystery-solving Rakugo. So then... In this weird roundabout way, Alex is responsible for everything. Yeah. Does that make Alex responsible for her own death? Who knows? But you find out that kind of in this, in seeing both of these views of them, Sherlock and Moriarty are very similar. They're viewed as people who have like a hole in their heart that nothing will fill. And then that dude comes in. And they take Ishiki away on order of the dude that's been just, like, in charge of telling people to beat up Moriarty. Not, like, beating him up, but telling other people to beat him up. He's got, like, port wine stain on his face. What, the, the friend that was with Moriarty? No, or, I mean, he gets the, taken out of the room because oh. that dude and the two guys that were beating up Moriarty... There's, like, the two dudes that were beating him up and that dude who's not beating him up but is there and is kind of, like, seemingly in charge of the beatdowns. Yeah. They come in. Oh, yeah. And they take that dude away. Mm-hmm. They just take that man away. And then it changes to Sherlock is solving that crime. 
He's like standing on the table, I think. Or he's sitting on the table. He's being a weirdo on the table in some way. Yeah. And he says that the client is the criminal. He killed his brother. And he figured this out because their client smells like the Himeshaka flower. Yeah, I put is yeah. That, I just put flower. <laughs> Hana Katsumi flower. And it's important because it's a flower that only blooms in Asakanuma. And so that dude is obviously the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. The crime is solved. That's basically it. The question, though, is... How is a criminal with a good alibi like the ice cream you buy on a bullet train? The answer is, it's hard to get either of them to melt. No. <laughs> I was like, not as great. I've never heard of that. I feel like the height of those questions will always be that, like, first one. Yeah. That is the height. And we've never reached it. Then it, like, credits. Beautiful. And then there's an after credit scene where you find out that Ishiki is in the hospital because those dudes beat him up so bad. Yeah. He's going to the hospital. And the Ishiki was in prison for trying to poison his wife. But, like, he yeah. claims that it was unintentional. That's where, that's where it leaves you. You know, I think, I think the inmate that that was talking to Moriarty is actually dead. I don't, I don't think, think he's in the hospital. <laughs> I think they beat him up to death and they just decided not to tell Moriarty that he died. I think he's still, I want to think he's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get the same strange sense of feeling that he's dead and they're lying to Moriarty. I want to say that he's still alive because I don't think there was a reason to, if he did die, what would be the importance of saying that he's there, he's here for poisoning his wife, but he says it was a mistake? I don't know, but I think maybe he was one of those type of people that were wrongly committed for a crime. I mean, he might have been, but I'm just like, if, just like, if he did die, what was the point in using the after credit scene to tell you about that? I feel like it has to go somewhere, like he's going to come back or something. Maybe, yeah. I think there is something going to be happening more with that. Right? Like, I feel like it might tie into kind of like the larger narrative of... Like, the end half. Yeah. Because we still don't know what the like larger narrative, right, of the end half is. No. Because the larger narrative of the first half was just like catch Jack the Ripper, and then we found out who Jack the Ripper was, and Moriarty killed him. Her. Person. <laughs> them. Moriarty killed Jack the Ripper. And then we don't really have, I think, like a wider arc yet for the second half. Mm hmm. So I'm, like, hoping that maybe that dude plays into it or something. Because we also don't know what he was doing before he was in prison. Yeah. We just know, we just know that he is in prison. <laughs> yeah. 
But it also kind of seemed like he might have known maybe Moriarty before prison. And if he yeah. did know Moriarty before prison, like, does that make him an associate of, like, the father? Or something, like, in that circle? Yeah. Who knows? That's a mystery. That hopefully will be answered. I want to know who that dude be. Even yeah. though we still don't know anything about Michael Belmont. I know. <laughs> I want to know who that dude be. I want to know who that bartender dude be. <laughs> I um, looked at one of the episode titles and I think I know what episode. Oh, yeah. It's called ah. Michael and something. Yeah. I saw I like, it. I think that's like, going to be a Belmont episode. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I want to know about. I just want to know anything about him. Yeah, he's a man of mystery. He's a man. Yeah, he's a man of great mystery who sits and drinks at a bar a lot. Which this may be may, most great men of mystery are. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so, this was like a really fast episode. Yeah, it was fast. It moved super fast. Okay. Which is a lot of things for this show. I mean, this show always moves kind of fast. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, too, because it felt like it moved fast to me, but it also didn't feel like it moved as fast as it usually does. Because usually yeah. when I watch them, I watch No Gun's Life and then this. And No Gun's Life mm-hmm. seems to take forever. Yes. <laughs> and not always a good way. And this seems to go a lot faster. Yeah. And it was interesting. I liked learning about Sherlock, though. I got to see baby Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And I guess watch him lay in garbage. In his underwear. Like a weirdo. Yeah. The sad thing, the worst part of this is I don't even remember what Miss Hudson was wearing after they were at prison. I have no idea either. I had to look at the episode again. (laughs) I don't remember, which in my mind tells me that it wasn't memorable enough for me to be like, she looks so good. (laughs) She looked good at the beginning. Yeah. And it's just, she was wearing that kimono outfit with uh, with the weird looking hair. <laughs> yeah, she just had like a very traditional, I think, look to her. Which seemed really weird because she's usually fairly dressed up. Except for mm-hmm. that one episode. Where she hurt her back. Or her back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the only episode. We had no idea why her back was hurting. I stand by period pain. But she's not. She's a man. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I think that that's what the joke was supposed to be. Because her appearance was such a way that was such a like. She's still have, a man. But like, when you have period cramps, it's like you wear super comfortable clothing because everything hurts and the air hurts. I just stand by, I, that's, I thought that that... I think she had sex with somebody and it just... I stand by, I think it was a period. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know more about Miss Hudson. Just make the end half about Miss Hudson. I think it was Let a sex learn. joke. Let me learn everything about her. She's fabulous. So... Ah. 
It's interesting, though. Uh, I'm excited that now we know why Sherlock likes Rakugo so much. Yeah. Because when he first got to Kabuki Cho, he saw mm-hmm. Koyuru performing Kohechi the Living. Yeah. He just loved it so much. And then he wanted to do Rakugo and was not good at it. <laughs> Not good at it, so this is where we are. He's a detective now. Yeah, and I think there's a specific reason why he wasn't good at Rock Girl. Um, I think I don't know if I am right about this, but I think he has a empathy disorder. I mean, he definitely does not do well with people. Yeah, because I was thinking he lacks, I mean, he lacks empathy. Like, yeah, so uh, I know there's an actual disorder for that, for people who lack empathy. Yeah, so I know in other incarnations of Sherlock, I think one of the most famous is the, apparently now the most famous one is like the BBC Sherlock. But in that one, I know at one point, Sherlock refers to himself as like a high-functioning sociopath. And being a high-functioning sociopath would mean that you just kind of lack empathy. And, like, no. the ability to process empathy. Yeah. I do think that's right. I think he is definitely trying to do rock go To understand emotions and, like, what the human heart is. Mm-hmm. And I know more. that is what Moriarty tells him. Yeah. He tells him that he thinks that Sherlock's basically doing rock go because Sherlock doesn't have a heart. Mm-hmm. And because he doesn't have a heart, he wants to know what it is. Yeah, that's why I was thinking he I lacks he, empathy. He thinks so. Like, Rakugo will teach him that. Mm-hmm. Aw. So deep. Cause, so uh, I, Yeah, I was thinking he has a hole in his heart because he has a he lacks empathy. Or something like that. Yeah. People do view that as you having a hole in your heart. And, um, I think Moriarty just has a hole in his heart because his mom died. I think Moriarty's existed before that, though. I mean, because he says, James, I meant to call him James, I guess. It doesn't matter. I feel like that's which one we're going to call him forever because that's also what we were introduced to him as. We were introduced to him as James Moriarty and everyone called him Moriarty. I mean, because I, I still call him Moriarty even when he was a kid. I just got used to calling him. Just call him Moriarty. Moriarty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think ever since he lost his mother, he's had a hole in his heart because his mother is gone and he doesn't have his mom anymore, and and now his sister made a bigger hole in his heart. <laughs> so I view it. Sadly. I think he had it before because even Moriarty says that like. He's always felt that something was missing and just his mom and his sister were able to kind of like fill that void in his heart, which would like in my mind implies that it was already there. And just like he was able to ignore the fact that that hole was there because he had people to care about. Mm. Because I know that like that is one of the to my understanding with like the research I've been able to do into it, just not for this podcast, just like in academia is that like 
one of the myths is that sociopaths feel no empathy for anyone, but it's possible. Yeah. It is actually possible for them to feel empathy towards certain people. Oh. And it's just generally people that they feel very close to. They'll feel empathy for them. I found that it's called empathy deficit disorder. Yeah. That's what it's called. But yeah. Empathy is such a human characteristic. No, I mean, it's not. Other animals show empathy. I know, but there's probably some people who do lack it. No, there definitely are people that lack it. <laughs> That's an interesting debate. That's a huge debate. Not debate, yeah. just like topic. Is like sociopathy and like empathy and how, how do we feel empathy and like what truly is empathy right mm-hmm. i did like getting back to this not that this is not a conversation i want to do but i feel like i can do the empathy conversation for hours i do love that it seems like alex is the one that pushed all of this into motion yeah. Because she's the one that pushes James to go to the east side. When you also see James in like a middle school uniform, which also looks like it's from Orin High School Host Club. I also, I think they look like that because they're that like cream white color. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what he looks like. Um, that's what both of them look like. But, which would also maybe imply that they went to the same school, which is like a totally different thing. But, like, Alex, right, pushed Moriarty to go to the east side. And then he met Sherlock. And kind of befriended Sherlock and told Sherlock, hey, you should be a detective. Which seemingly also meant that Moriarty started to go to the east side more. To hang out with Sherlock. And be his detective partner. Which, like... Seemingly, that's why the dad wanted him dead. It's like... Oh, I don't know, but um, I think... <laughs> that's why I think he has a hole in his heart, because I think... I think he knows that probably Moran, like his dad, killed his mom. And they chucked it up as suicide. I would believe that. Because they said that I think he beat it. He like he used to beat her up or something. I don't remember them saying that or showing that. No. But also, I, I just might be not remembering it. Because no. I was focused on like Moriarty being adorable or something. <laughs> I have some severe tunnel vision sometimes. I mean, I would believe it. He tried to have his yeah. son killed and had his daughter killed. And assumedly had other people killed. Yeah, I don't think he's a good man. Oh, no, he's not. He's a bad person. He's Donald Trump. That's kidding. (laughs) I mean, he's a bad person, which is also interesting, right? Because it means Sherlock's brother is kind of allied with him. Because Mycroft is his secretary. Oh, yeah. Mycroft is his personal secretary. Yes, he works for, for Moran. Are you super interested in why planted a bug in their bathroom? Oh yeah, I don't know how he why he did that. But that was weird. I super want to know what that's about. Cuz it seemed like he was taking it out. 
Like, it had been there. Which, super weird. Mm-hmm. For a long time. And then he took a bunch of pictures of their, like, where their bathtub is. Oh, yeah. That's the weird thing, right? Is he, like... So that was something interesting to me. Just, like, translation-wise and, like, subtitle-wise. Is Mycroft asks to use the toilet. Because in a lot of... You know, right? Do you know? I'm going to say it and then you, tell me, you can tell me if you know or not. Um, in a lot of Japanese, like, houses and things, the toilet will be separate from, like, the shower and stuff. Well, I have... Uh, I have a a bathroom downstairs that doesn't have a shower. It just has a toilet. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but that's sometimes how it's set up. Is like your toilet is separate. Oh, like they the whole thing is there's yeah the showers are its own complete different. Yeah, because they do also the oh. thing where it's like your shower is essentially the whole room, and you like your bathtub is separate. Not in mm-hmm. a separate room, but, like, you fill it and will, like, soak in it. It's not like they are here, where it's, like, one thing. hmm I'll find a picture and I'll send it. It'll make more sense. But it was just an interesting translation thing, because it's like, so he tells them he needs to use the toilet. But then goes yeah. in the hallway, <laughs> does not open the toilet, takes pictures of, like, their shower, like, where their bathtub is and stuff. That's why when Watson comes out, he's like, oh, didn't you need to use a toilet? It's right here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I didn't thank you. Like, I was confused. And then he goes in the toilet, and that's where the bug is. But, yeah. like, the subtitles say that, like, Mycroft says that he needs to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, for a second, I was like, wait, I'm confused. And then I was like, had to rewind it and listen to it. I was like, oh. He says he needs to use the toilet. And then I was like, oh, okay. The world makes sense again. <laughs> I just had a moment where I was, like, confused. Because I was like, wait. That doesn't, like, subtitle-wise, I'm like, that didn't make sense. Yeah. I want to know why he was taking pictures. Okay. Yeah, I want to know that, too. He was like... Being very suspicious. Yeah, he's kind of being a creeper. And so I'm like, he's taking pictures of where their shower is. He had a bug in their bathroom. He did that thing where he is super creepy coming into the apartment where he, like, knocked on the door and then, like, slides into the space of, like, the crack. Like a Mm -hmm. goddamn ghost. He's weird. I want to know so much about him. Yeah, he's very weird. Is he the new villain? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think he is, but... He's also kind of drawn like he could be. Like, maybe it's like his features look really sharp. Yeah. I feel like that's sometimes indicative of, like, a villain. I don't know. Who knows? Do you have more (laughs) thoughts about this? I feel like I've been driving this conversation a lot. I'm trying to look at the episode right now i just try to mute it i mean i did mute it eventually (laughs) um what is it because how did he like how did minecraft even knew that there was a bug in the room assumedly he planted it there oh that was my thought i thought because i thought he was 
removing it to like listen to it or something. That's what I assumed to like take it with him, which would imply that he knew it was there or he's planting it. And I am just confused as to which direction it's happening right now. Like that. I'm just confused about like, is he taking it or leaving it? Mm -hmm. But either way, if he was taking it, that would mean he knew it was there, which would imply that at some point he planted it. Oh, yeah, because I think he goes to the other room and they tell him that the bathroom is this room, not that room. Yeah, that's why, because he's leaving where he's taking pictures and then Watson is, like, coming down the hallway and it's like, oh, no, the toilet's in here. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, and like I think he there, planted something in there. Where, that's why I was like, I just couldn't tell if he was planting it or taking it. I mean, either way, at some point. Yeah, it's something suspicious. So, I'm so interested. Because <laughs> I watched it right I'm watching it now, and yeah. It's because he just takes uh, whatever there was in the outlet and just takes it with him. He doesn't. So he does take it, right? Okay, so that means he yeah. planted it at some earlier point. No, it's interesting, though, because then it's like, when did he plant it? And you would assume he planted it when Irene's body. Yeah. Right? Because I think that was the last time he was there. If I'm remembering correctly, that was the last, like, the first and last time Mycroft was at there. Yeah. Like, residence. Because the other time, he was only in the case delivery room. So it would be assumed he planted the bug then. So then it was like, what was important in the time span between the Irene dying thing and right now? Yeah, he just takes it. So, I don't know. <laughs> Mycroft is so weird. There's definitely something suspicious about him. He's suspicious. I need to know about him. I need to know more about him. So much. Well, is there any more to this episode? This episode felt like felt a lot like filler. Oh, God, his hair is so different when he's a homeless man. <laughs> when he has just the underwear. Oh, uh, Sherlock? Yeah. Oh, Sherlock. Oh, because no, I noticed that I noticed that I found out the outfit that um, Miss Hudson was wearing. Which one is it? When she was when she met Sherlock. She's wearing like a sailor outfit, I think. All right. Dope. Miss Hudson. And the it. pink. She has the pink hair, the pink wig. <laughs> She has so many wigs. <laughs> the only ones I know off the top of my head are that one, that green one that I do not like. That, oh, like, short you don't bob. like the you don't like the black hair one either. I thought it was like green. It's like a greenish black, mm. or it's like black, but the highlights on it look green. I, and it's that like bob, that really short bob, and I don't like that. Yeah, one. but I like that really long wavy purple one that she wears a lot. Which may just be yeah. actual hair. Assumedly or something. That's my favorite. It's oh. the, like long wavy purple hair of hers. Oh god. She wears that buff. <laughs> when she's the Oh god. <laughs> she cause she wears it with uh with uh, she wears it with pink and blue outfit but in the bar. <laughs> oh, <Ms. Hudson. laughs> 
I love her style. <laughs> it was when um, Shara was working as a bartender. Yeah, she wears she, I was going to say, you do see her in a lot of different outfits in this. I think it's because they, like, change time so much. Yeah, I think like, that's why you forgot. Yeah, because there was, like, the what beginning. What outfit she was wearing. There's, during the actual case delivery, there's, like, the flashback with Sherlock, the flashback with Sherlock and Moriarty. And then it comes mm-hmm. back to the, like, present day. So she has, like, four different looks in this. Yeah. That was a lot for me to remember right now. Of other things to remember. Well. Oh, I know what she's wearing. Because she's wearing the pink hair again, but she's wearing like a red dress. So I'm like, maybe the pink hair was her hair back then. And like the purple is. Because she's wearing a pink. Yeah, she's wearing pink hair again in the present time. Oh, maybe the pink is a wig. Maybe the purple is a wig. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i like and, the purple long wavy hair that's my favorite also because that's the one she oh she put one. in a bun that's the one she wears in that like super military outfit is that long purple hair and i was about that yeah hair. i was just about that yeah, whole this, look. this time is pink hair with a red dress oh miss hudson i love her and pink bow tie and there's some pink design on the bottom of the skirt. That's fair. I think. All right. Yeah. Well. I don't know what else. <laughs> I mean, there's really not a lot to this one. I feel like it was like, we did learn about Sherlock and Moriarty, but much, I feel like like anything where we learn about people, it feels kind of filler, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. But, because, like, the Kobayashi one, there wasn't really a lot. The Lucy and Mary one, there wasn't really a lot. Yeah. Like, overarching narrative to it. This feels like we're gonna slowly ramp into what is the ending. Well, what is I the see that of the there was, before they find out, and I think when the mom, they found out the mom killed herself... They see like glass broken everywhere, like oh, there's like a, yeah, and in, in Moriarty in the bedroom, there's like glass broken, and Moriarty's crying. Yeah, I know she was in the bathtub. Yeah, she was in the bathtub. I don't know if Moran posed it that she was in the bathtub or made it like she probably did she... actually die in the bathtub. Yeah, because it's like a vase broken with flowers on it. That might have been from him climbing under the table. Oh. Really quickly. I don't remember how it looks. I don't have like it up, so I can't see how it looks. But that might have been with us. I guess it depends. I think Moran probably killed <laughs> killed their mom and blamed it on, on Moriarty. <laughs> Poor James Moriarty. Moriarty. <laughs> Such a baby. You know, they look cute as kids. Both him and Alex. I don't know why Alex yeah, freaks me out. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, they're twins and they look so similar. Yeah. I mean, they are supposed to look similar. <laughs> but like, she weirds me out a lot. Maybe it's just because like, I didn't get enough exposure to her as a character. Yeah. And then they just kind of had her there talking a lot and being there a lot. And I'm like, I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. About like, what to think about this. Thank you for listening. Tweet at us at Anime Max Podcast. 
let us know uh, what you think of Sherlock's and Moriarty's backstories. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, yeah. Do you not know what to think about it? <laughs> hey, do you think Sherlock lacks empathy? <laughs> oh, Sherlock. I love Sherlock. Sherlock is definitely a high-functioning sociopath. Tell us what you think about that. Tell us what you think about Alex essentially putting into motion what probably caused her own murder. And if if Moran actually did kill his wife. Yeah, tell us all your thoughts. I guess that's all. We're going to do the next episode. I'm just going to say soon. That's not incorrect. So those will be up. And we're going to do really good at getting through the end of Sherlock and then Nogan's life comes back in July. Yeah. And then I guess maybe picking another. I guess yeah. you got us. Let us know if you see anything cool in like fall 2020 lineup. Yeah. While we try and figure out what we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need suggestions always. Because if not, I'm only going to pick detective things. Okay. Or murder things. Thank you again for listening. I guess bye. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.